Aidy, what's been the wash up from Saturday night? Have you had a chance to dissect the game yet? Yeah, we've just come out of our uh, match review as coaches. Uh, we just missed some opportunities as a, as a group, as a team. Um, going inside 50, we didn't use the ball as well as we have in the first two games. And um, you know, we probably gave up a few too many easy goals. A um, little bit of individual brilliance from Walker helps as well, a couple of bombs from outside of 50. So um, Overall though, we did, we did some good things in the game and they're the best team in the comp and we competed with them for a long time. With those inside 50s, is that about, I suppose, the forwards not taking the opportunities or the fact that Crows defenders did a great job in you know, shutting them down? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. Um, some of our entries are kicking inside 50 and our patterns weren't great, but in saying that, um, their defenders were very, very good on the night. Um, they got Lever back. Hardigan played best game I've seen him play. Uh, you know, Talia played O'Carroll and Dixon. So they had, and Smith and Lead, obviously, you know, with their rebound. So for us to uh, find better ways to score, we need to do that next time we play. Have you been able to speak to those players about what they saw or what they didn't see? Is, was it perceived pressure or was it real pressure and not being able to find targets in that first 10 minutes of the last quarter? Uh, I think a little bit of it is both teams were, it was real pressure um, I'm not sure if you talk to the Crows people they'll say the same thing, the pressure towards them was, was as uh, intense as what ours was um, but then once you get the real pressure there's that perceived pressure element as well and some of our kicks in the last quarter weren't great um, we could have used the ball a bit better but you know, in saying that we had actually had 58 inside 50s against the best team, so we're doing a lot of things right. What have you um, made of the Paddy Ryder moment? You coach him directly. What have you said to him about that moment at the end of the game? I don't say much to Paddy about that stuff. He, he knows what's wrong and right. Um, he was disappointed. Um, you know, other than that, he played a great game. thought he beat Jacobs all night. and. Um, you know, it's a real, real uh, asset for us in our in our midfield. Are you planning to play the Giants without Paddy Ryder at this stage? Oh, we haven't even talked about the Giants yet, so um, that'll take care of itself the rest of the day, I suppose. And if he can play, that'd be great. If he can't, you know, we've got some other options we can use. What did you make of Matt Lobie's game in the Sanford Friday night? Did you get that look at him there? Or? He was okay. Um, Billy Franton was okay as well. You know, we got Dixon and Trengo for both rucked uh, for us, so. I think we've got some, some people to cover. Would you look to bring those guys in? OK, it's not the most glowing review. Would you look to bring them in if Paddy can't play? Oh, definitely. You've got to have, it. You've got to have a Ruckman. Mumford's one of the best and Lobb's one of the most athletic uh, Ruckman. So we'd have to have someone that could be able to compete with them. What about the guys playing underneath them? There was that point of not getting the ball so much in the second quarter. How the midfield is going to cope with a different Ruck combination? They did it last year a lot of the time we did here, so... Um, you know, we, we've we've adjusted and, and uh, our structures around not winning hitouts all the time. So we did that last year, and this year we obviously won a few more with Paddy being in there. But we've shown that we can compete and compete well when we do that. So that'll be the challenge for our rucks in our midfield. The challenge against GWS, though, clearly the speed through the midfield. Um, what you've seen through the first three rounds, and particularly against the Crows, says you'll match them on the speed. I'd hope so. Um, <laughs> Look, Adelaide, Adelaide touched up GWS in the first first game, obviously, and um, we watched GWS the last couple of weeks, and they've been back to what everyone thought they'd be doing. So you know, they've got their run and gun back. Um, you know, we think we've got a midfield that can run really well as as well. So we, we look forward to the challenge. You know, last time we went to Canberra, it wasn't great, but um, you know we'll, we'll go up there with full of confidence, knowing that if we bring what we brought in the first three weeks, we're, we're going to be competitive. What do you do with that last time? 
Is it one that you put back in front of them to say, well, it might be 12 months ago, but you ought to deal with it? I'm not sure I wasn't here, so... Um, <laughs> I'll... I don't think so. We, we've been focused on ourselves this, this season a lot about what we do and what, if we do it well enough. So for us, it's about getting our stuff right. So, you know, we won't go back to the, the game last year at all. We'll uh, more focus on what we're going to do and how we do it. Jasper's got a game under his belt now. Do you expect him to come back in this week? Uh, look, he's up for selection. Um, you know, Dougal Howe also played in the twos as well, so he got through a game. So we got some some options we can bring back in, and you know, Jasper got a full game. Uh, did some really good things as well. So um, he'll be up for selection, no doubt. You happy with what you saw from him in the in that game? Yeah, I'm the forwards coach, so um, I wasn't watching his end too much. But you know, all reports is he got through well. So we'll wait and see. Do would still have to be a couple of at least a couple of weeks away from AFL selection, wouldn't he? Given he's come back from an ACL yeah. and he just played in the reserves. Yeah, I would have thought so. But yeah. you know, it's just pleasing. You know, get some people back from injury and they get through the game. And you know, Dougal showed what he can do last year in a few games. So uh, a couple more weeks, who knows? Shadow yeah, Wingard looked like he had just a bit of a sort of limp as he came in today. Any concerns there at all? Just sort of an off in the weekend? Uh, yeah, not even sure. Uh, his first half disappointing. Second half, I thought he played how Chad Wingard plays and kicked a couple of important goals for us. So um, hopefully it's nothing. I didn't know he was limping. So. What about Aaron Young? Is he is his shoulder an issue at all? Or? I know he went down pretty heavy on Saturday night. Yeah, he got a, got a knock to the shoulder first first quarter, I think it was. So... Um, he went to Brodie Smith after half time and did a really good job for us. Um, I'm not sure if he had pain relief or anything during the game, but he'll get assessed during the week and we hope he's right because he's been good for us. Brendan, just to go to something Michael Voss said yesterday about the attention on Paddy Ryder off the ball. Um, <coughs> what sort of attention was he getting? Was it... oh, I don't, it's nothing major. It's I think a lot of teams will do that now when the other team's only got one ruckman and it's, it's just minor stuff it's just about getting in the way of the other ruckman um, I think if you watch the incident where Paddy got reported just before that Riley Knight just bumped him so it's just it's just little things like that that annoy the opposition and uh, teams probably think it wears the opposition ruckman down over a period of time and um, you know hopefully they'll snap and unfortunately Paddy did What do you advise then Paddy after that moment then is it oh. no, it's pushing it because it was a showdown, everyone was going to be boiling over, but what has he learned from that moment? Yeah. I think it's a rare moment for Paddy. I don't think you've ever seen that in his 150 game career and um, you know, he's generally a player that goes for the ball and plays the ball hard, so uh, I'm not concerned about that at all. You played in a lot of showdowns and know what happens afterwards. There's, there was that debate as to who comes up well after it, win or lose, and who has the letdown. What do you think this group is about, physically and mentally? Well, I've only been here six months I suppose now um, and what I've seen is this group has rebounded well you know we lost two JLT games uh, lost two quarters in those two first games really badly and their ability to bounce back has been unbelievable so we're excited about uh, the challenge of playing probably the second best team in the comp this week um, you know going up to Canberra getting away together it's always good getting away as a group you know you bond together and uh, get closer so we, we look forward to going to Canberra and, and uh, getting a result against GWS. Brendan, uh, on a, I guess a bit of a separate note, the vision following <coughs> the showdown of, I guess, opposing fans getting into a blue. Uh, is it disappointing to see that? You know, obviously it's a fifth rival around the field, but be disappointing to see that translate off the field as well. Yeah, it's always disappointing to see people fighting at games, you know, whether the same supporters or different supporters. Uh, you don't want that in any sport, really. So um, I'm sure both clubs will look at it, and the AFL will look at it, and it'll get dealt with. And uh, But, yeah, it's not a great look for the game. Has uh, three weeks in the third man up settled down? 
Yeah, a little bit. Yep, uh, I think all teams have come around to it now and are trying to adjust their structures if they used to second jump or third up all the time. So uh, I don't think we won't use it too much. If we've got Paddy Ryder rucking, we wouldn't have anyway. Have you looked at ways you can work it to your advantage? Everyone's trying to find an advantage. So have you seen anything with... Uh, well, obviously, Sean Grigg at Richmond two weeks ago got a free kick in the goal. Uh, even last week, you watched Sean Grigg in the forward 50 stoppage as he puts his hand up the ruck and then doesn't even go for the ball and just reads the tap, which he's allowed to do. So, um, there will be white teams will work out other stuff. You know, Selwood used to when he was getting tagged, put his hand up saying he was a ruckman. So, teams will work ways around it and try to combat it. Is that something you guys did at all on Sunday night, or, or may consider if you say that? You know, the Ruckman is getting roughed up a bit during, during the game, playing one, one Ruckman? If we only play one Ruckman and, you know, we want to put a midfielder in the Ruck, um, we can do that, just not even go for the ball at all and have another number on the ground. But then you run the risk of the other Ruckman belting it forward, so um, it's a double-edged sword for me. It's a bit of a shame, though, to see that. I mean, obviously you guys are figuring out ways to work around the rule, but to almost just say, oh, we'll, we'll just give up on that Ruck spot, is it a bit disappointing to see that look for the game? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, when they brought the sub in, they probably took the ruck out of the uh, second ruck out of the game a fair bit. Um, you know, whatever rule changes there are, clubs will try and work the, their way around those rules and find ways to exploit them. Um, just one thing too, in terms of off-field, um, they talk about this racist comment on social media. Again, from a from a club perspective, disappointed that that, that sort of thing takes place. Yeah, I didn't hear that, but yeah, if it has happened, that's there's no place in that in society now for that. Um, you know, we've got the, all the rules in place, you know, for players, and you know, it should be pretty similar for supporters and other people as well. So, no, it's just not acceptable. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.